book of Romans, chapter 11, Romans chapter 11, and I'm going to read and preach verses 17 through 24 this morning, verses 17 through 24, the Apostle Paul, writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is addressing in this part of the letter the Christians in Rome who are Gentiles, who are not Jews, who are not ethnic Israelites, and he's telling them not to be prideful about their salvation, but rather to fear God and to continue in God's kindness by God's power. He uses the illustration of an olive tree, which refers to Israel, God's old covenant people, and he says that some of the branches of the olive tree were broken off, referring to unbelieving Israelites who had rejected the gospel, while these Gentile believers, by the grace of God, by the mercy of God, were grafted in to that olive tree. Paul is is telling them not to be prideful about that, but to be humble. He tells them also to fear God and to continue in God's kindness, to persevere as saints, lest they show by their lack of perseverance their lack of true faith, lest they too be cut off from the olive tree as the unbelieving Israelites were. And I think what Paul says to them then, of course, God says to us now, today, as believers, the message to us today is largely the same. Don't be prideful, be humble. Fear God and continue in God's kindness by his power. I think that's a message we need to hear. That's a message we need to take to heart this morning. Because we know that, sadly, it's a whole lot easier for us to be prideful than humble. Pride is effortless for us sinners. Whereas humility requires intentionality. And we also know, don't we, that we tend to fear man more than fear God. It's easy for us to become complacent and lazy spiritually at times. It's easy to let the current of this world take us downstream from the Lord. And so we need this reminder, this gracious reminder from God's word to persevere in God's kindness. Don't be prideful, be humble. Fear God and continue in his kindness by his power. That's what Paul's telling these Gentile believers. That's what God is telling us. So let's listen together and allow God's word to transform us by the renewal of our minds. Let me pray for us and then we'll give our attention to the reading and the preaching of God's word. Let's pray. Our gracious God, we thank you for giving us this portion of your word. You have given it to us for a reason and you have providentially orchestrated that we'd be giving our attention to these particular verses on this particular morning. And so we pray that you would help us to give our full attention to them. Guard us from distraction. Protect us from the evil one. Transform us by the renewal of our minds. And we do pray, Lord, that you would uproot pride and plant humility in our hearts. We do pray that you would cause us 
to walk in the fear of you and empower us to continue to persevere in your kindness for your glory. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Romans 11, reading verses 17 down through verse 24. This is God's word given to us. But if some of the branches were broken off, and you, although a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among the others, and now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree, do not be arrogant toward the branches. If you are, remember, it is not you who support the root, but the root that supports you. Then you will say, branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. That is true. They were broken off because of their unbelief. But you stand fast through faith. So do not become proud, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. Note then the kindness and the severity of God. Severity toward those who have fallen, but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. And even they, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in. For God has the power to graft them in again. For if you were cut from what is by nature a wild olive tree and grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, the natural branches, be grafted back into their own olive tree? As you can see there in your sermon notes, we'll follow the two main exhortations Paul gives as our two main headings or main points. First, don't be prideful, be humble, verses 17 through 20, and then fear God and continue in his kindness, verses 21 through 24. And kids, usually we have the key words for kids at the top. I wasn't able to get those to Mrs. Ryan this week before we needed to get the bulletin printed, so let me give them to you now, or perhaps your parents can write them in for you. These are the key words for kids for today. Here they come. Root, hold, medicine, root, hold, medicine, and then fireman, shoulder, and city. Root, hold, medicine, fireman, shoulder, city. And you can listen for those words as you listen to the sermon. And adults, I suppose you're welcome to listen for those words as well if you find that helpful. But let's take a closer look at verses 17 through 20 first. And Paul's exhortation there to these Gentile believers not to be prideful, not to be arrogant, but to be humble. And I want you to note three things briefly in verse 17 before the exhortation itself in verse 18. First, uh, you can see at the beginning of verse 17, Paul says that some of the branches were broken off. Some of the branches of the olive tree were broken off the olive tree. And those branches were the unbelieving Israelites. If you glance down at verse 20, the second sentence of verse 20, they were broken off 
because of their unbelief. So God broke them off because of their unbelief, because of their failure to believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. So the fact that they were part of the olive tree wasn't enough. They didn't have genuine saving faith in the Messiah, and so they were broken off. Second thing to note in the next part of verse 17, Paul refers to the Gentiles as, quote, a wild olive shoot or stem or branch. Wild because they weren't part of the cultivated olive tree of God's covenant people. Uh, Glance down at verse 24 for a second. Verse 24. For if you were cut from what is by nature a wild olive tree and grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree. The cultivated olive tree referring to God's covenant people. The Gentiles weren't part of God's covenant people by nature. As Paul said in Ephesians 2, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. And yet, thirdly, even though that's who they were, Paul says in verse 17 that they were grafted in among the others, among the elect remnant of Israelites who remained part of the olive tree, grafted in among the others and now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree. And the root of the olive tree, like I said last time, probably refers to the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the the root of the people of Israel. And it probably refers also to the promises God made to the patriarchs, which is what constituted them as his covenant people. So the root is the patriarchs and the promises. And the Gentiles now share in that nourishing root. They share in it as the spiritual offspring of Abraham and as heirs of the covenant promises, those promises through faith in Jesus Christ. So those three things set up the exhortation that's coming. But if some of the branches were broken off, And you, although a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among the others and now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree. Here comes the exhortation. Do not be arrogant toward the branches. Don't be prideful, be humble. He's telling them, don't be arrogant toward the branches who were broken off. Don't boast over the branches. Don't gloat over the branches. Don't be haughty. Don't be high and mighty because you're not above the unbelieving Israelites. You're not superior to them, so don't be arrogant toward them, Paul's saying. And then he gives two reasons why they shouldn't be arrogant toward the unbelieving Israelites. And the first reason is in the rest of verse 18 there. If you are, remember, it is not you who support the root, but the root that supports you. So if you're being arrogant toward the branches, it means you're forgetting something. And what you're forgetting, what you need to remember, is that it's not you supporting the root, but the root supporting you. If you're being arrogant toward the branches that were broken off, you've you've actually got it all backwards. Upside down, inside out. When our kids were little, 
if they wanted us to pick them up, they would say, hold you, hold you. Instead of hold me, they would say, hold you, probably because they heard us say at other times, do you want me to hold you? And so naturally they inferred that us picking them up, that whole thing was called hold you. So they would look up at us and say, hold you, hold you. Of course, we didn't want to correct that. It was too cute. But when we picked them up, they weren't holding us. We were holding them. Paul's saying to these Gentile believers, you're not holding the root. The root is holding you. Remember that. Don't forget that, he says. You're not holding the root of the olive tree. The root of the olive tree is holding you. And therefore, don't be arrogant toward the branches of the olive tree who were broken off because of their unbelief. Don't be prideful. Be humble. One of the things about pride is that it involves a kind of spiritual forgetfulness, doesn't it? We forget God, who God is in his holiness and majesty and sovereignty and glory. And we forget who we are in light of who God is, compared to who God is. We forget how sinful we are, how unholy, ungodly we are compared to God. And pride involves forgetting others, too, forgetting who they are in relation to us, forgetting what their needs are, what our obligations to them are, and so on. And this spiritual forgetfulness, it's not just a oh, I forgot my keys kind of forgetfulness. No, this is a guilty forgetfulness. This is a forgetfulness driven by selfishness, more like a willful neglect. Pride is where we forget God and others and focus on ourselves. Humility is where we forget ourselves and focus on God and others. And the antidote, or at least one antidote, to the disease of pride is the medicine of remembering. Remembering. Remembering who God is. Remembering who others are. Remembering who we are. Remembering what's true about God. What's true about others. What's true about ourselves. These Gentile believers, insofar as they were being arrogant toward the branches were forgetting something and they needed to remember that something that they weren't holding the root the root was holding them as we seek to weaken our pride and strengthen our humility let's ponder our tendency towards spiritual forgetfulness would encourage you to ask yourself What do I tend to forget? What do I tend to lose sight of when I'm being prideful? When I'm being selfish? When I'm focused on myself? And correspondingly, what do I need to remember with God's help about God, about others, about myself? 
perhaps you need to remember that like the sun doesn't revolve around the earth, but the earth around the sun, God doesn't revolve around you. You revolve around God. God is the center. Perhaps you need to remember that your chief end is not to glorify yourself and to enjoy yourself, but to glorify God, to enjoy God. Perhaps you need to remember that your mission is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself, not just to love yourself. And whenever we find pride in our hearts, the way forward is actually quite simple. The way forward is to repent of our pride and run to our Savior and receive his forgiveness and by his grace walk in humility. Let's remember that our Savior was perfectly humble. He was never prideful. As Paul said in Philippians 2, though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Christ humbled himself and died for us to cleanse us of our pride and to empower us to walk in humility. So don't be prideful. Be humble. There's a second reason Paul gives for why these Gentile believers shouldn't be prideful, and it's in verse 19 and following. Look at verse 19. Then you will say, branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. That is true. They were broken off because of their unbelief. But you stand fast through faith. So do not become proud. Don't be prideful. Because you stand fast through faith, Paul says. Don't think they were broken off so that I might be grafted in. That's true in terms of what happened. But it's not true in terms of why you might think it happened. Paul's saying to these Gentile believers, it didn't happen because you were better than them. It's not like they were subbed out so that better players could be subbed in. It's not like they were taken out of the game because they weren't playing well enough, but coach put you in because he knew you would play better. No, they were broken off because of their unbelief, but you stand fast through faith. You're not part of the olive tree because of your works. You weren't grafted in because you were good enough, Paul's telling them. You were grafted in by grace through faith in Christ, according to the sovereign plan of God. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace, chapter 11, verse 6. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Then what becomes of our boasting? 
it is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Romans three twenty-seven and 28. We stand fast through faith. So we shouldn't become proud. We didn't earn our place in the olive tree. So we shouldn't boast. Paul says at the very end of verse 20, so do not become proud, but fear, but fear. We'll talk about that under our second main point in just a minute, but first let me just underscore the connection between faith and humility. If we're saved by our works, that means we save ourselves and that leads to pride. If we're saved by faith, that means God saves us and that leads to humility. If single-handedly you escape from a burning building, you might be tempted to boast about that in telling the story to others. But if you passed out because of the smoke and a fireman came and saved you, you have nothing to boast about. You have every reason to be humble and thankful and joyful because you didn't save yourself. The fireman saved you. See, works and pride go together. Faith and humility go together. Faith and pride don't. So if you've been saved by faith, and by faith alone, don't be prideful. Be humble. And by the way, if you're here this morning and you're not a Christian, let me just clarify briefly that faith, when the Bible talks about faith, it's not talking about just belief in general. It's talking actually about belief in Jesus Christ. Uh, And not just belief that he was a real person, that he was who he said he was, the son of God who became a man, lived and died and rose again for sinners. It's not just belief that those things are true, it's, it's actually trust, it's personal trust in Jesus to save you. That's what the Bible means by faith. And the message of the Bible, which is a message for you this morning, for all of us, is that if you put your faith in Jesus, if you put your trust in Jesus to save you from your sin, you will be saved. You will be grafted into this olive tree. You will share in the nourishing root of the olive tree. You will have eternal life. If you have questions about that or want to talk about that more, please feel free to talk to someone sitting near you after the service or again, I'll be at the door at the back. Any of us would be happy to talk to you about faith in Jesus. Don't be prideful, be humble. That's the first main exhortation and our first main point. The second exhortation Paul gives, our second main point, and I'll be more brief on this, is fear God and continue in his kindness. Look again at the end of verse 20. So do not become proud, but fear. 
For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. If God didn't spare the natural branches when they disbelieved, neither will he spare you the wild branches if you disbelieve. Paul wants these Gentiles who had professed faith in Christ to have a healthy fear of God and a healthy awareness of the fact that if they didn't continue in the faith that they had professed, they too, like the unbelieving natural branches, would be cut off from the olive tree. Now, to be clear, the Bible does not teach that you can lose your salvation. But the Bible does teach that you can think you're saved when you're really not. And if you don't continue in the faith, if you don't persevere as a saint, you show that you're not truly saved. And God will not spare you. You will be cut off from the olive tree you professed to be part of. Talk more about that in a minute, but Paul is urging these Gentile believers to have a healthy fear of God and a healthy awareness of the fact that God will not spare them if they turn out to be unbelieving. We should have the same awareness and the same fear of God today. Not that we should be constantly living in fear like someone in a witness protection program who's always looking over their shoulder but we should walk in the fear of God and humbly rely on him as we seek to continue in his kindness, to persevere in the faith. The study note in my ESV study Bible helpfully points out fear here does not refer to a paralyzing fear. Rather, it is the kind of humble fear that does not take God or salvation for granted or think lightly of his displeasure. As believers, we're called to fear God, to revere God, not to stroll casually with him, but to walk humbly and reverently with him. Like a child with his father, there's affection, to be sure, but there's also respect And how much more so should that be the case with our Heavenly Father? Proverbs 28, 14 says, Blessed is the one who fears the Lord always, but whoever hardens his heart will fall into calamity. 1 Corinthians 10, 12, Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. Paul says in Philippians 2, 12 and 13, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Look what Paul says in verse 22. Note then the kindness and severity of of God. Severity toward those who have fallen, but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. 
He's saying if you don't continue in his kindness, if you don't persevere as a saint, then you too will be cut off. Again, it's not that you'll lose your salvation. It's that it will be shown you never had salvation. As it's been said before, if you lose it, you never had it. If you have it, you'll never lose it. But how do you know you have it? You persevere in the faith by the preserving grace of God. We don't earn salvation by our perseverance, but we do evidence our salvation by our perseverance. Paul says to note or to consider both the kindness and the severity of God, severity or wrath or judgment toward those who have fallen, the unbelieving branches, but God's kindness to you, God's goodness and mercy and grace to you, Gentile believers. As believers, we're called to ponder God's kindness to us in the gospel. We're called to ponder also God's severity and wrath toward those who reject him. And we're called to continue in his kindness by his power. We're to think of heaven. We're to think of hell. And we're to continue on the path to heaven. We're to look ahead to the celestial city. We're to look back on the city of destruction. And we're to persevere and press on toward the celestial city. And notice what Paul says in verse 23. And even they, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in. For God has the power to graft them in again. As one author put it, you will be cut off if you don't continue in faith. They will be grafted back in if they don't continue in unbelief. And then he says in verse 24, for if you were cut from what is by nature a wild olive tree and grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, the natural branches, be grafted back into their own olive tree. He's saying if God can make it happen with you, a wild branch, he can certainly make it happen with a natural branch. And God has done this and is doing this and will continue to do this with the elect remnant of ethnic Israelites who are brought to the saving knowledge of the Messiah Jesus Christ. So Paul's message to these Gentile believers, God's message to us today is don't be prideful, be humble. Fear God, continue in his kindness by his power. One final thought as we close. A simple exhortation. Don't give up in the Christian life. 
don't give up in the Christian life. Maybe you're not tempted to give up. Maybe you are. But all of us grow weary at times and we just don't know if we can keep going. Well, let me encourage you this morning. By the grace of God, you can keep going. You can continue in his kindness, by his power. You can persevere in the faith by his preserving grace. You can keep running the race with endurance, looking to Jesus himself, the founder and perfecter of your faith. Psalm 121, one through four, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. He keeps all his saints and therefore we can keep going one day at a time, one step of faith and obedience at a time until we arrive at that celestial city. So don't give up. Don't lose heart. Don't be prideful. Be humble. Fear God and continue in his kindness by his power. Let's pray together. God, we pray that you would take all these truths, all these seeds, and plant them in our hearts and water them and make them sprout and grow so that we might bear fruit for the good of others and for the glory of your name. We pray in your name. Amen. Let's take just a minute to think and pray about what we've heard from God's word and then we'll sing together.